Welcome back to I Hear Design, our INS podcast series. My name is Janelle Penny, today's host, as well as a senior writer for INS. Today's episode is brought to you in partnership with Leviton Lighting and Controls. With me today is Tom Leonard, Vice President of Commercial Controls in Leviton's Lighting and Controls business. And we're here to discuss healthcare trends and lighting and controls. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Janelle. And uh, before we get into it, I'd sure like to just say a quick word to our listeners about Leviton and uh, us as a 115-year-old company. We're likely already in all of your buildings right now. And we're you know, very fortunate to be providing electrical solutions and networking and so forth uh, in your spaces. You know, you've relied on our products for, you know, you know, a century or more, in, in maybe in some cases, and I'd like to be able to introduce you to our lighting and controls brands as well. Of course, our Leviton control products, but also our spectrum of lighting products, which uh, start with our contact lighting, which is uh, really focused on uh, commercial uh, track and downlight products, our intense and birchwood architectural products, which are high performance linear lighting, pendants and downlights for uh, architectural spaces, our Viscor lighting, which includes our Certilux healthcare lighting products for uh, clinical environments, as well as general lighting products, and of course, the Leviton controls commercial control products that span from box-mounted occupancy sensor wall switches, clear through distributed uh, facility-wide network lighting control systems. So, you know, with, uh, with the foundation of what we've been doing in our in commercial spaces for all those many years, we really get it. You know, we get what the, the needs and requirements are of a facility operator, and uh, we'd love to uh, you know, have a bit of discussion today and talk about how we can uh, apply our lighting and controls products to those to the same solutions. Now, what are some of the unique challenges that designers face when they're specifying for the healthcare and senior living market? Lighting and control are really not the first job of these spaces. As much as we are focused on what they do and what they contribute, the folks designing these spaces have to build them for a job to do, and that's to take care of people. And the challenges that really these that are really unique to these environments are having easy use, simplicity, and getting these to be useful for a wide variety of users and a varied and changing group of users. Um, unlike uh, facilities such as a hospitality uh, settings and uh, commercial venues and so forth, where there are individuals who are you know attuned to utilizing and setting. Uh, lighting scenes and and uh, making adjustments and so forth for different activities. The folks using these systems in healthcare settings, that's not their job. Their job is to take care of people. So really from a challenge is to make these systems easy to use, effective, efficient, and help them do their job to take care of people. And, you know, the crucial needs are, you know, really having that, having to have that easy use and ultimately making sure that they help them do their job better. Great. Looking at lighting and control specifically, what are some of the crucial needs of healthcare and senior living applications? You know, probably first and foremost is ease of use. Like I mentioned before, 
these to be effective have to be simple to use and apply. Many times is the case that a facility might have been designed with a particular uh, potentially an aesthetic in mind, but the actual implementation of the lighting and the control didn't really deliver the practical ease of use, meaning the type of light, the ability to control it and utilize it for the critical functions of the facility. So it's gotta be easy to use, it must perform, and ultimately it must make the job easier because that space has gotta be livable, particularly in a senior living type environment. Uh, that space is a livable space. It is certainly a, an environment that has healthcare requirements. That's why folks are there is to be well taken care of, but it's also a living space. So having the ability to have a continuum of lighting, aesthetic and performance across the space is really one of the most, uh, most important needs in a senior living type environment. Going to more of a clinical environment is the ability to have effective performance of the lighting to make the tasks easier to accomplish. For years and years, we had a choice of lighting of on and off. And the type of light sources we had were relatively limited. In our current, in our current state, however, we have a wide range of adjustments and easy access to different levels of performance and efficacy of lighting and the ability to control it. So taking those attributes and applying them to the space, really opening up those possibilities is really what would separate a space that functions to one that functions exceptionally. How can good lighting benefit occupants in healthcare and senior living spaces? And what actually constitutes good lighting in this context? You know, Janelle, it's, it's a really interesting uh, comparison. You think about a typical office space, for example, and what we may have thought historically what an office space was with some you know, basic standard general illumination products and maybe some basic switching. Uh, that will accomplish a task. It'll put a certain light level on a surface. And I suppose that, you know, at that point you can you know, say it is satisfactory, but going from just adequate to being good is really going to that next level of the appropriate type of light source, the lighting color, the light output and having it fit the task. For example, thinking about a space when you talk about what makes good lighting and separates it from being adequate would be the senior living environment where you have a diverse range of ages and abilities in the space. The caregivers could range from people in their late teens and early 20s through to uh, the occupants, the, the residents of the space that have lived uh, long and fruitful lives and are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. Now, with that diverse group of individuals, the ability and the needs of lighting varies dramatically. What I mean is, take someone just from the extreme, start at someone at 10 years of age. A 10-year-old is going to need about 450 lumens 
to read. Reading light level, 450 lumens is suitable. Now, every year you require about 1% more illumination to accomplish that same reading task or have that same level of uh, effectivity. Take that out to someone who's 60 years old, so I'm knocking on the door of, and that light level increases to 1600 lumens. So the output of that lamp, that lamp that you're using for that space has gone from 450 lumens to 1600 lumens from a 10 year old to a 60 year old uh, to, light that, to light that particular space. So the ability to have lighting and the, and the resulting control to go with it to allow that space to be used effectively is really what defines, in my view, good lighting. And the good news is that is highly, highly accessible. It's not exotic. It's readily available. And the choices, particularly across looking at the Leviton family of lighting brands, uh, really can deliver that type of performance across a continuum, whether it's in a senior living environment, where it's the living spaces, front of house, dining rooms, clear through to resident rooms, care areas, and clinical environments. And the same can be said of the healthcare environment uh, because those very same types of diverse environments exist there too, albeit not for residential applications or congregate care, but rather for uh, the regular comings and goings of uh, the patients and the customers of, of various healthcare facilities. So there are choices, they're attainable, and they're readily applied. So I guess the real, the real uh, message I'd like to give is there are so many tools available, such a wide variety of light sources and performance and such a good range of controls that are readily able to be used that the, our listeners uh, really invite you to take a, take a closer look at what's available and also apply our resources too to help in guidance and selection because we can help take your space from good to great. Great. What do you find is trending in this market right now in terms of lighting and control? Well, <laughs> Because we're doing this virtually, you wouldn't, uh, we're not wearing our masks, but I guess that mask story tells the whole story that we are never more keenly aware of infection and transmission of disease. And, you know, with, with great hope, uh, this is something our current conditions in the pandemic will, uh, will be able to put behind us through everyone's good efforts. But what remains now and what was there pre-pandemic was the concern about things such as uh, hospital acquired infections, uh, transmission within a community. And these are real ongoing things to this day. We know we're facing the challenges, the devastating effects of coronavirus, but underlying all that, staph infections, MRSA, E. coli, all of these other pathogens still exist and there's still a real concern in all of these environments. So having an ability to have a sanitary space and use potentially use lighting to support that in a meaningful way is a 
real trend and a real need for these spaces. And something that has emerged in this uh, was a development for us, uh, a application of a technology that we've called 365 Disinfects, which is a UVA technology that helps reduce uh, bacteria and fungi and surfaces. And the difference being, it can be used in spaces constantly while occupied. And this really supports continuous sanitation and wellness of a space. So the ability to really practically continuously control an area or contribute to its sanitary nature is uh, a trend. It'll, we definitely see it growing and we see it going beyond what we would consider a traditional healthcare environment to go into senior living spaces, into even to the extent of retail space and office spaces for the reason that, as we've all known, how readily these type of pathogens can be transmitted. And now having this type of technology being readily applied for spaces that are occupied, that don't pose, uh, that don't have to be shielded or protected uh, when in use, uh, really is a, a trend and a need that we see emerging. Because as folks return to their workplaces, the overlying need and source of kind of comfort, if you will, about feeling confident about returning to a space is the, that assurance of wellness. And this type of technology, this 365 disinfects uh, UVA technology really helps contribute to that. And having that in a space, in addition to having effective controls in the space and effective light for this new type of environment. I mean, we've lived, you know, here we are doing a Zoom call and many of the listeners now are likely conducting a significant portion of their workday doing just that. The type of spaces when we go back into the work environment is going to still will include a significant component of that because our collaboration is going to be with people that are both in-person and remote the type of spaces and how we light them is changing. So the ability to use not just traditional general lighting products, which are important and the quality of the light and the lack of glare in those is very important, but also other types of lighting such as linear lighting, high performance uh, pendant and down lighting products that can give that quality of light, but in a new type of space, where folks are not typically maybe returning to just a standard office environment, but they're going to an open or a hoteling space, more open spaces or collaborative spaces we see as trends in these new uh, environments and having lighting that really supports that is, is really important. I guess the message I'd like to convey to our listeners is there really is a continuum of lighting products we can offer and look at for this environment. It's not just one type, but going from the front of a healthcare environment or a senior living environment to have aesthetics and working into clinical areas where they're designed for uh, clinical lighting performance, whether it's for procedures or exams or what have you. Clear across that continuum, we have a lighting product that can deliver that same level of a performance consistently. So 
you're not making a compromise from aesthetics to having something that has effective lighting performance that can have the appropriate lighting level for just as easily a 20-year-old CNA as a 75-year-old resident or similarly a clinician that requires a significant light level to perform uh, their work functions highly effectively. That can all be attained across that continuum and applying the controls to it is very straightforward. It's, it does not need to have a great deal of complexity as uh, you know, going back to this exam, uh, example rather <laughs> of healthcare, uh, something my doctor told me years ago when I was worried about something or the other. And he said, listen, common things are common. <laughs> And I would say to our listeners that these type of options that we offer are very, are, we make them commonly available. It's not as though it has to be something exotic or highly specialized. It's a regular part of our business. And having this scope of controls, whether they're occupancy sensor wall switches that also happen to have dimming control built in and nightlight functions or some uh, active daylight response for the space, uh, whether they're luminaire level lighting controls with the controls built integrated into the luminaires make them very easy to provide control to a space and having the appropriate type of patient care lighting, whether it is a, a combination uh, exam and general light product or whether it's one of our high performance downlights. We have a regular product in our line across that whole continuum. So got a lot of choices to really take that lighting from good to great without going exotic. Excellent. In what ways has the pandemic changed the way that designers need to consider product specifications? You know, kind of as a continuation of what we were discussing, the less touch, the better. And having automatic lighting control is a direct contributor to that. There doesn't need to be uh, a contact with the controls, with the lighting controls of that control surface as one other point of uh, reduced potential transmission. Additionally, having lighting scenes and the appropriate type of lighting fixtures so that there doesn't really require any additional interaction. So we accomplish that in a couple of different ways. Uh, number one is all of our luminaires have a wide variety of dimming and control options. We also have a wide range of light level, color temperature, ability to adjust, uh, to tune the uh, light levels. And those are really, again, easily accessible. They're available across a broad spectrum of products. It doesn't narrow them into... Again, I want to you know, overuse the word exotic, but it's really a new day with lighting and control. The ability for all of the lighting products we offer to, to be controlled in a whole host of ways, to have uh, color temperature uh, adjustment to, again, potentially in these other devices, uh, other lighting uh, fixtures incorporate the uh, disinfection, the 365 disinfects technology, they're all, accessible and they fit into normal projects and also into normal uh, additions, modernizations, and even in maintenance. So I guess the, the 
the biggest takeaway is you don't have to settle, particularly if you're looking at something in a, in a maintenance or an upgrade of a facility. You don't have to settle for um, what we may have considered to be a, just a traditional general lighting source. We have lots of options, particularly when it comes to adding automatic control and the supplement of the disinfection lighting technology, and also picking the lighting, the intensity, the color, and, and the lighting that really fits those spaces. So those are probably some of the biggest impacts and the awareness that folks have had uh, post-pandemic. But the big takeaway here is these are accessible. They're highly accessible, and you don't need to uh, fall back to the ordinary because what we're really trying to do is make all of these options commonplace because they're really out there and available, and they're they're at the disposal of our facility owners and managers and operators. Are there any specific issues with uh, installation or performance or maintenance that specifiers need to be aware of when it comes to healthcare lighting? You know, the good news is these new light sources have much longer lifespan. So when it comes to predictive maintenance, it's a much, much different story. Uh, that life cycle is much longer. So uh, when it comes to maintenance, it's a, a much, uh, much simpler affair. The installation piece, I guess the, the best uh, point I would like to uh, extend to, the, to our listeners is make certain that the requirements are known. Don't be afraid to ask for what you really need. Because as I mentioned before, all of these options are available and they're readily accessible and readily applied. So when it comes to uh, the and specification of these items, um, there's really nothing that is uh, exceptionally different about them. Say for example, our luminaire level lighting control wires up no differently than a standard lighting fixture. The controls just happen to be integrated in the luminaire. Uh, similarly, with our occupancy sensor wall switches that also feature dimming functions, they wire up no differently than a standard wall box dimmer. So they're very easy to install. They're very easy to specify. But the biggest, I guess, the biggest takeaway is ask for what you want. Don't, uh, you know, there's many, many more choices now when you look across the Leviton line of. Uh, controls and the lighting products across our brands of Intense, Birchwood, Viscor, these products and our Contec uh, lighting brands. There is such a wide array to do jobs above and beyond what we thought, you know, of traditional, what I call quote unquote general lighting that are available for these spaces. And I would say, check it out, reach out and ask, put us to work uh, to help you find or help satisfy your real needs. You don't have to, don't have to settle for the ordinary because what we, you know, it really something special is, is really close to your fingertips. Sounds great. Last question. How can lighting impact environmental and human health? Well, Janelle, you know, kind of going back to that, thinking about the light levels that are required as a, in, in a space by various individuals is really a fundamental starting point. Um, thinking about how we work in a space and 
applying it to where we are right here and now on a Zoom call, the light levels that make it easier for us to, to work in this environment are different. And the way that lighting is configured is different that after a full day of doing it, a space that is lit correctly for this type of work doesn't feel like a strain. Conversely, if the space is not well lit, it becomes strenuous and it, it's a real thing, you know, and the ability to have uh, low glare, good quality lighting appropriate for the task makes a huge impact day after day in not only just the productivity, but the wellness of the individual in that space. And that's one of the biggest single contributors to someone's you know, health in that space, that the lighting fits their needs and it's not putting them under strain. So going further to that, the ability to have tuning of the light color to fit the space and function, having something we refer to as a tunable, tunable white color, uh, really can contribute to that sense of wellness. So it fits both the, the task, the environment, the time of day. And that is something that is readily applied and really is a direct contributor to the comfort of the user of the space, their efficiency and their effectiveness as a result. So those are really key components. Something as simple as giving someone the ability to adjust their light level just starting right there. And it may sound very elementary and fundamental, but it is really surprising if you take a look at the facilities in place in exist, you know, existing facilities in use right now, the majority of spaces have fixed output lighting. And it may sound funny coming from a company that's been making switches that go on and off for 115 years, but we know that more is needed. And that's precisely why we offer controls for these commercial spaces. So it's simple and straightforward to make adjustments of light levels. And having those adjustments of light levels really contributes to uh, the wellness of the space and how effectively it's used. And further to that, the ability to have uh, different types of lighting. For example, the space that I'm in now utilizes uh, linear lighting that is bi-directional. So it has up lighting and down lighting. And the ability to light that space when I'm performing a function like this versus a space that is downlit only makes it much easier to see the screen, much easier to work in a, uh, in a video related type task. Those really contribute to the comfort of the users. And at the end of a long day, it's just one less strain, one less, you know, one less issue to, to, to cope with. And it really makes a measurable, measurable difference. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. You bet. And Janelle, if I could uh, leave one final message with uh, listeners today. Number one, thank you for giving us a moment of your time. But more than anything, put us to work. We have resources and products and applications support that can really help you take those spaces from a good to great to make them that much more comfortable and do it in a way that fits
your budget, your application, your timeline, it's not going to the exotic. It's really applying a wide array of tools that we have at our disposal and I think you'll find as well and applying those can really get some exceptional outcomes. Thanks to you all for tuning in. You can hear more topics on our I Hear Design podcast page.